0: Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast powered by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M that is dedicated to highlighting fast-growing Aggie entrepreneurs, learning how they overcame growth challenges with creative hacks, and then connecting them to other entrepreneurs in the Aggie network. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie class of 2001. And I'm your other host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie class of 1998. We got a little story for you, Ags. Ross Morrell, Fighting Texas Aggie class of 2010 is the CEO of Frog Slayer. Frog Slayer, in addition to having one of the coolest and the most creative names, is a custom design software company that has won multiple Aggie 100s. And when you hear how Ross talks about his company and him and where they're going to go, I don't think that they're going to stop winning Aggie 100s anytime soon. So pass it back, Aggs, and listen up to Ross as he shares some good bull about Frog Slayer. Well, welcome to another episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. Today's show, we've got probably the, uh, one of the entrepreneurs that I've been most excited to, to bring to all of you, Ross Morrell, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2010, and he is the CEO of Frog Slayer, which right off the bat, without any doubt, that is the best name of a business <laughs> that we've had on Aggie Growth Hacks. So well, welcome, Ross. Thank you so much for
1: joining us. Yeah, thanks, Greg. I appreciate you guys having me.
0: Yeah, so let's, uh, let's jump right into it. We talk a lot about uh, Texas A&M and the times that, that we've all
1: spent there. Can you share with us what is maybe your favorite Aggie memory? Uh, mostly just all my time uh, living on campus. You know, I would say that's probably just the whole living on campus experience. was so Probably uh, most of my favorite memories come from just that experience. And I don't think it was something I necessarily appreciated. Uh, when, I, when I was there and
2: actually living on campus. I think that's most of us, you know, I, I, <laughs> we take things for granted in our young life and then, we, you know, we don't really see what we had, right? So can you tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about Frog Slayer and, you know, why did you choose to start it?
1: Best way to think about it is a software, custom software engineering firm, Basically, we create kind of breakthrough products, services, even new businesses for our clients, um, trying to help them achieve some sort of unfair advantage in the marketplace with technology kind of at the core. I actually, I didn't choose to start FrogSlayer, so the phrasing there was a little... Um, interesting the way you put that. It, I feel like I was kind of an accidental entrepreneur in a lot of ways. Basically, had a couple of opportunities kind of laid out in front of me. Whenever I graduated from A and M, um, and actually they were tied to A and M, but uh, essentially just ended up being very opportunistic with uh, some of those the, those things. And uh, one thing led to another, and ended up starting a business. And you know, we just had one client, and you know, someone else came to us and asked for for work. That led to two clients, and three, then four. So. I uh, just kind of grown it, you know, kind of one at a time, but wasn't something I went out and said, I want to start a business. Let's do it. That's cool.
0: Well, well, I think that you had told me in the past that you, you <clears> actually <throat> were kind of in, if not this business, but you were, you were in a business entrepreneurial venture while you
1: were a student. Is that, is that correct? No, I was actually never in a business when I was a student. So um, I had a very entrepreneurial job, I would say. Okay. Um, the, the boss that I had when I was at uh, A&M, I mean, he, he really empowered me to um, kind of build almost a little miniature uh, business inside the lab that I was working at at A&M. So really uh, still consider him one of my mentors today. But um, yeah, I, I felt you know, really privileged to be able to kind of take a bunch of risks in a really low consequence environment.
0: That's really cool to be able to to have that and to, to still have the relationship with, with that mentor all these years later. What about that experience or is there one thing that maybe you can pull out that you learned while you were at A&M
1: that helps you as an entrepreneur now? Probably the biggest thing I learned while at A&M probably wasn't uh, in the classroom, uh, probably wasn't necessarily in that particular job. But um, I was in farmhouse fraternity and one, we had a house and nobody wanted to be the house manager of this house. And so I kind of, well, I want a leadership position. That sounds fun. Not really knowing what I was signing myself up for. Um, well, you think about a 25 bedroom house full of a bunch of dudes, it gets pretty dirty. So um, so the house manager's job is to clean the house. When well, the past, you know, there was checklists and things like that, but it pretty much just ended up the, the house manager uh, that basically translated the housekeeper. And so okay, um, I was like, well, I, I'm just, I'm not going to do that. So every week it was kind of this exercise and how can I motivate, you know, all these guys that don't really, some of them lived in the house, some of them didn't, but how can I get everybody to help pitch in and clean the house? And, you know, it took probably a semester to kind of figure out, but you know, the the whole key was making it fun. And so how do we make it fun? How do we make it about them? How do we make it not about cleaning the house, you know not a chore, right. so uh, I would say that was probably one of the biggest kind of leadership lessons I learned was how to motivate you know my peers um, to do something they didn't want to do. so I'm um, interested
0: they, it's either either fun or or beer for a bunch yeah. of guys, probably the pretty good motivators
1: <laughs> yeah, so so there was always dinner after our meetings, and so part of it was kind of working with the person that coordinated the the brotherhood event saying hey can you kind of, can we maybe make it a stipulation that you know we don't go to the house cleaned. um so there, there's that little bit of aspect on it but then you know as soon as a meet, our chapter meeting was over you know playing some good rock and roll music making it a little com- competitive between the teams cleaning the different areas yeah just just making it more about camaraderie and making it about an extension of brotherhood more than just cleaning the house yeah
2: that's pretty cool <laughs> i like that you know, and, and yeah, you're, you're right. Learning something like that, you know, early on is, is huge for anyone, I, w- I would think, you know, as far as leadership goes and getting people motivated to do stuff that they really don't want to do. And that's the most employees nowadays, right? So uh, on that note, what would you say is your uh, single biggest challenge to Frog Slayer? And what hacks, because we're all about hacks here, what, what hacks have you used to overcome that challenge?
1: Probably the, the biggest challenge we had, so a uh, little bit of history of, of Frog Slayer. So I, I basically did an entire reboot of the company. So I came in about 2013 and essentially rebooted, hit the reset button in 2014. And so, you know, starting from scratch, it was like, a, you know, I kind of knew a bunch of things that were wrong with it prior to when I joined. And then you know just the baggage that you know I brought with it, and my employees you know trying to merge these two companies together, so one of the biggest challenges since that point has been just insane growth. And you know if I had to distill that down more specifically, the the challenge of growing that fast is, you know as a leader, am I growing myself fast enough? And then how does that translate down to everybody else? If, if, if I can keep pace, you know, and grow as a leader, you know, very quickly, well, I look behind me, there's this huge gap. I've now got to go grow other people. So th- those have been the two biggest challenges is, you know, first making sure that I can keep pace with the growth personally as a leader, but then making sure my, my people are also developing themselves quickly enough to, to handle the growth.
0: Wow, I, I don't think we've ever had an entrepreneur really uh, take that to heart—that uh, that question hard—quite like you have to be able to turn that camera inwards in, in such a positive way of saying, "Look, if I'm going to lead this company, I need to invest in myself and I need to be prepared and and, and find ways to lead it effectively, not just be the, the the figurehead." That's a great perspective.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I mean that that sort of thing translates in a lot of different ways. You know, it's 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 the little habits. It's the reading every day. It's you know, getting really ruthless with my calendar. You know, which to, to outsiders, you know, I may come off a bit rude or you know not generous with my time. But you know, it's those little things that like you know it keeps you really focused on. Okay, I have this time that's dedicated to to growing myself, or this time that I need to spend with you know, this person or that person to coach them in a particular way that you know we're deficient in as a firm, and so that has to be the focus
2: always. Hmm. How much time would you say that you spend personally on on uh, personal development? Just curious.
1: Uh, I think it it
2: kind of comes and goes. We we talk about
1: the whirlwind, you know, the whirlwind always sucking it back in. So that's yeah. you know the, the working in the company versus on the company. So I think yeah. it it comes and goes. I mean, that's definitely one of the things that you know I've I've continued to make an increasing priority. It seems like um, every year. So my my personal goal is I want to be you know spending about fifty percent of my time developing myself or others.
0: Wow, that's cool. That that is so cool. Well,
1: how does that tie into
0: the big, hairy, audacious goal of Frog Slayer? I know that you guys have had such amazing growth, and you're you're putting systems in place to to make sure that that is sustainable growth. Uh, but where where does it end? Is, it, is are you the, the the world's largest custom software developer? Are you uh, are you focused? Where do you see Frog
1: Slayer being? Yeah, I think I think probably a lot of people answer the BHAG question differently. Uh, maybe it's around you know financial targets or being the biggest or being the fastest or the best in in you know certain ways. Um, the the way that we tend to think about our business is that you know if we're focused on our on our profits, you know we're going to look down someday and our clients won't be there and we won't have any profits to ever worry about. So you know for us it kind of begins and ends with you know the success of our clients. You know we're going to succeed if they succeed um so our big hairy audacious goal for frog slayer is 100 market breakthroughs for our clients by 2030 so within 10 years we want to have you know a certain number of market breakthroughs and we, we have a number of different ways of measuring that you know are they getting headlines for what we've helped them do publications trade magazines have we you know helped them 10x their business in some way you know whether that's revenue efficiency you know, customer engagement, however we measure that with that particular client. But in some way, we want to look back when we're, we've engaged with the client and say, we helped them, you know, get some sort of unfair advantage in the marketplace.
2: I like that. I like uh, being focused on, on your clients and not yourselves. You know, I think that's actually a really great way to think about it and, and to approach business in general, you know, all right, so this brings us to our lightning round. Um, lightning round is simple. Mm-hmm. These are the rules. Uh, you have about 30 seconds to answer each question, and we're going to move on to the next one. Okay? Sweet. All right. Okay, so you ready? I think so. I feel like uh, <laughs> in the hot seat now. Let's do it. All right. And go. <laughs> yeah. All right, so here's the first one. Uh, what's your favorite hack? It can be technology, health, mindset, whatever. Anything goes here. What is your favorite hack?
1: Of everything that's helped us get from zero to where we're at today, probably my my favorite hack has been ad testing. You know, basically just testing your position and your message in the marketplace uh, with you know direct response uh, ad campaigns and being able to to validate you know basically your entire business model through ads. It's a very low cost way of doing that. Love it. What is one book, one podcast, one album, something that you're really you're enjoying? You're getting a lot of value on right now that our listeners need to be aware of? Favorite podcast right now is actually one of my best friends, Will, uh, turn me on to It's uh, Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History. Just incredible podcast. It's a different topic all the time. You, you get to go down the rabbit hole and into Malcolm's mind. It's really interesting. Favorite book right now, one book I can recommend to all CEOs, leaders of a business, Great Mondays. It's oh, about culture and Mondays. improving, culture improvement, and it's a very basically lays out a framework for culture and how to, how to look at it and how to improve it. Cool. I love that.
2: So next one, what's a challenge that you're currently facing and how can the Aggie network support you?
1: Probably our biggest challenge we're facing right now where we, we've got a huge initiative right now to systematize our entire sales process. Up to this point, I have been the salesperson, um, obviously with a lot of help and support from others, but uh, systematizing that, getting it out of, you know, getting me out of that uh, this year is our big goal. So I'm not, I'm not exactly sure how the Aggie Network can can help us, but uh, you know that's that's definitely one thing that we're trying to accomplish. And I know that you you've taken a lot of great steps with the hires and
0: the people that you you've brought on. So um, I, I love how that's always. Every single day is self improvement at, uh, at Frog Slayer. Great. Well, how can the Aggie Network get in touch with you uh, not only to to learn more about what Frog Slayer does and and potentially um, see if they could be one of the your hundred breakthroughs uh, yeah. that that you guys are uh, going yourself against, but uh, also to, to help provide some support? Or I know that you've got an amazing culture. Uh, maybe someone in the Aggie Network want to join y'all. What's the best way to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, probably best way to to reach out to us is um, we got phone number on our website you can also just email howdy at frogslayer.com kind of best way to keep up with what's going on we need lots of uh, great google reviews by the way so if they want to help us go uh, give us a nice five-star rating on google um, help us keep our search search ranking up but also uh, just keep up with us on facebook uh, instagram kind of all the social media platforms great way to kind of get inside scoop on Frogslayer, what we're up to what our clients are up to and Stay connected. Well, I can attest that the Frog Slayer LinkedIn game is pretty
0: strong. So oh, good, good. That's uh, pretty good. Shout, shout out to Holly on that one. There you go. <laughs> so but uh th- thank you so much, Ross, for for joining us today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and, and being so open and, and honest with uh with our community. Can't wait to see what Frog Slayer continues to do and I can't wait to uh to be there with you as you're helping a hundred of your clients achieve breakthroughs. So thanks so much for for being part of us.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. Uh, happy to be here anytime.
2: How about that, Ags? Was that amazing or what? There's some valuable hacks that Ross shared with us. What was your favorite, Greg? Chris, I think the favorite
0: thing that Ross said that, that, that I really picked up on was his mindset and his desire to grow and improve and invest in himself. I think that every entrepreneur that leads fast growing companies they they realize that they have to invest in themselves, but a lot of the way that Ross approaches it is how can I constantly make myself better not from a selfish standpoint but from a standpoint of I want to lead this team, I want to really help it grow to achieve the goals that that it has. And the way that he has to do it, he realized that he has to do it is that he has to get better himself and is so, I think the term he used was fanatical about um, making sure that, that nothing gets in the way of that.
2: Well, before I go into mine, I, you know, I want to kind of piggyback on that. I 100% agree and I was amazed at the amount of time that he spends, you know, when we asked him, how much time do you truly spend? 50% of his time developing himself and others. I mean, that's, that is amazing and I 100% agree with you that that's a pretty cool hack right there. You know, yeah. uh, any any business owner that can spend that amount of time and really force your schedule into that instead of being caught in the whirlwind is just amazing. Um, yes. So I think mine <laughs> is a no-brainer, right? If you know me, I'm a marketer, right? When he said that uh, ad testing, right? and I knew you were going to love that. <laughs> I think that using ads... To test out ideas and validate them is just one of the most brilliant things that you can do. I first read about that, you know, way back in the day when I read Four Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. He actually used ads, right? He, his the name of his book was going to be completely different, right? In fact, the name right. of his book was completely completely different in in his mind. But he tested out, he ran some ads on Google AdWords at the time, right? And basically came up with this idea of the four-hour work week because it was so popular. And I think taking that mentality, hey, I'm going to test my idea out for a relatively cheap amount of money, uh, a small amount of money, and testing it out with some ads is just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant.
0: That's awesome. And I, I knew as soon as he said that, that you were going to, you were going to love that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I know that you, that's one thing that you, you talk to your clients and help them with. So uh, thank you again, Ross, for, for sharing that. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we would just love it if you leave us a five-star better rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbeam, or wherever you found us. Be sure to check out our website at aggiegrowthhacks.com and you can hear our other episodes and you can connect with us.
2: We want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship for Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even an Aggie wantrepreneur, head over to the website to find a program that's right for you. Just search up McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship in Google and head over there right now. So join us next time where we connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs and learn how they hack their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Until next time, thanks and gigam. Whoop!